you're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshi. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel. Thank you all so much for those of you that have been tuning in the past couple of weeks. We have had some incredible guests on the show uh, that I I really chose them because I really wanted to share uh, different viewpoints of, of people that are in the travel industry because right now we are in the thick of it with the pandemic in full swing. You have economy shut down. And you definitely have the travel industry shut down in its entirety. So, uh, you know, for me, my background is definitely in hotels, but I really wanted to dig a little bit deeper and understand a bit more what was going on through the eyes and lens of uh, a pilot, uh, a travel agent somebody that does revenue management in a hotel. So uh, again, I really hope that you guys have enjoyed uh, those interviews. And we definitely have more interviews coming up in the future because I just think it it really just provides a different mm, sort of outlook onto everything. But uh, so today, what I want to talk about, I'll be doing a solo show with you guys today. I want to talk about the travel rebound. And here's the thing. I know it seems... Yeah, I don't want to say impossible, but the recovery, it seems bleak right now. I mean, right now it is the middle of May. A lot of places, you know, I'm based in Los Angeles, but a lot of places in the U.S. are, uh, certainly the bigger cities are still locked down. Some of the smaller cities are, you know, and, and states are opening up again. But, you know, we don't really know what the future fully entails. And, Again, I, you know, depending on how much you guys follow all the content that I've been putting out, I've been putting out a lot of different video series and doing a deeper dive into what we can expect the travel recovery to look like. And there are two key components that I really want to dive into today. And the point of why I want to dive into these is that just so that we can get a better understanding as far as where our strengths might be moving forward so that moving forward doesn't seem so impossible because right now I get it. You, so many people have lost their jobs. I think the stats are something like nine, uh, what is it? 17% of hotels in the country have closed, which isn't too huge, but 70% of the entire hospitality uh, workforce has actually lost their jobs, whether they've been furloughed or completely lost their jobs. Those are staggering numbers. So I get it. Times are bleak. But uh, just in taking a look around the world and seeing what's happening and, you know, even examining a bit of what's happening in China as well, too, we're able to see just because China, for example, is ahead of us in, in the curve to recovery. So I think that that's why they're very, it's it's good to take a look at what they're doing. But the two key components to the travel industry rebounding are relying on younger people, so millennials and Gen Z. They will be doing a vast amount of the traveling in the more immediate future. And then also the importance of domestic travel. 
So let's go ahead and I'll break this down for you a little bit. So here's the thing right now, as far as, you know, just generations and why we should care about the younger generation. I get it. You know, on one hand, it's like, well, that makes sense. But digging in a little bit more, for example, if we can look at China and China only about three weeks ago, just reopened, uh, really things fully. And in the past two weeks, you actually have some of the hotels that have come come back from being closed. And at the beginning of May, they actually had this big Labor Day holiday. And it came out that a lot of these hotels actually were sold out. They were so busy that hotels were selling out. And the reason why this is important is because they were getting these numbers after being closed for, or after only reopening for maybe two weeks. So it's maybe even three weeks, but it hadn't been a long time. So of course that was a holiday and, you know, certainly was a spike in traffic, but it really is interesting and important to make note of that. Uh, another interesting stat. So, uh, according to trip.com, travelers that are born after 1990 accounted for nearly half of the total bookings during the recent Labor Day holiday in China, which basically indicates that the industry as a whole has to look towards millennials and Gen Z travelers to be the first to travel after the pandemic. Here's the thing with the younger generation. Uh, they're, in a sense, they're more willing to take a risk. They are less afraid of maybe getting sick. And, you know, right now they really, truly value experiences over things. And although finances might be tight, whatever the case is, they value traveling so much that they are going to make the first move. And again, why this is important is we will have the, I actually heard this term earlier today, the tiptoers. So we're going to have this first wave of people that will go out, they'll travel, they'll go to restaurants. And then as they come back and as we and other people see, oh, well, they didn't get sick. It'll sort of pave the way for then another wave of people that might get a little bit more comfortable in, in being able to go out and travel. So that's why it's so important to really look towards these people, because these are the people that are basically in essence, willing to take the risk to go out there and they will be the ones that will pave the way and show others that yes, it is okay to travel again. And I think that really is a huge part of, of where we stand right now is just having that consumer, that consumer trust uh, not only, you know, in the consumer being the traveler, the traveler's trust in hotels and airlines and all of that. So I think that that's definitely really, really important. Um, another element, and this I will do a deeper dive into, is the importance of domestic travel. So let's break down uh, airlines and the airline industry. So according to the International Air Transport Association, they basically, they just recently forecasted that domestic air travel will return to 2019 levels by 2022. Now, on the flip side, international long-haul travel is expected to take uh, about four years. So it won't match pre-pandemic levels until about 2024. And this is important to make note because right now, you know, 
dealing with internet, all different countries have different rules, different regulations. Who are commercial flights flying? Are they not flying? Do you have to quarantine? Are things even open? So the domestic destinations are really tricky. Uh, so you probably have been hearing people say, this is the, the year of the road trip. Domestic travel is the way to go. 100% domestic travel is where we are going to be rebounding first. Now, even doing a deeper dive into this, and this, I, you know, in studying this last week, I just found it so fascinating, and I'm sure you guys will too. There is, and it makes sense, but again, just spelling it out, um, when you really look at the numbers, those countries that rely heavily on international travel are just going to take longer to rebound. Which, what are those countries? Well, you're looking at majority of Europe. Germany is the exception. So on the flip side, countries that don't require or don't rely on a lot of international flights or international travel to support their tourism industry, their domestic um, or th their um, tourism industry will bounce back sooner because so much of it is fed into by domestic travel. So who is going to be leading the wave when it comes to this? China. They absolutely have strong domestic tourism. The U.S., right here, right at home, we definitely have a lot of strong domestic tourism. I mean, we're so huge. There's so many places to go to. Uh, and then in Europe, the exception would be Germany. And uh, to give you an idea of these numbers, uh, looking at uh, tourism, so let's take Paris and Istanbul. 46% of the tourism to Paris and Istanbul stems from long-haul travel. This is by far the highest percentage of all the European cities in the tourism economics data. So what was uh, polled for this and what was studied, This, these are the highest numbers. In Lisbon, it's 44%. Rome is 43%. And Barcelona and Madrid get 40% of their tourism from longer international flights. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, which is why I, I brought up Germany a couple times, the only German city to come up in the top 15 European cities for international travel was Berlin. And Berlin only gets 21% of its tourism from long-haul travel. And I, I think even the country, Germany as a whole, only gets 18%. So when they have that high infrastructure for domestic tourism, that's really going to be the driving force. So I share this because, you know, if you're a traveler, I hope that this inspires you to travel domestically. And right now is such a, a, maybe not right now, like this weekend, although we are going to be seeing a lot of people hitting the road for Memorial Day weekend. Uh, you know, by the way, w as a as a disclaimer and a side note, I will say that if you, if you are looking to travel in the more immediate future, just please always be mindful of state and local regulations Pay attention to what the CDC is saying. Pay attention to what the WHO is saying. So just be mindful that when you're making your decisions, whether they be domestic travel decisions or or something else, just be mindful of that uh, because it is very fluid and it 
is very different depending on where you're, you are. Uh, so I actually expect that this weekend being Memorial Day weekend, uh, we will see a lot of road trips because we are seeing a, a slowly opening up of things in, um, in the U.S., and uh, so definitely you can expect that. And if you don't travel this weekend, if you're not comfortable to do it just yet, absolutely look forward, uh, look to plan for that. Um, weekend getaways, staycations, all of that is really, really popular. And at the end of the day, what, what's so great about doing the domestic travel is most of the time, the way that you travel is in your car. So you know what that is. Um, you know what what's in your car. Most people feel very very safe in their car as far as um, being exposed or the lack of exposure to germs. And then when it comes to hotels, a lot of big hotels are doing doing um, making grand gestures and making huge improvements on their cleaning standards. So if you are a traveler and you have any questions at all as to maybe what a hotel might be doing. You know, if you if you have any sort of anxiety or anything about um, where you might be traveling to, take a look at your hotel's website where you might be staying. Everybody is being very vocal as to the measures and precautions that they're taking. We're seeing a lot of places really reduce their uh, their tourism and their traveler touch points which is great. And, uh, you know, they're adding different procedures like electrostatic sprayers. They're definitely making, um, large strides. So, uh, the information is out there. It, it absolutely is worthwhile for you to take a look at, which is actually inspiring me that I think probably, uh, you know, after today, um, I think next time we'll, I'll dive into it a little bit more, but I want to share with you guys some ways that some, some travel tips for you as a traveler on what you can think or do now and how you can plan for the future. So, um, that's what we'll cover next time. But, um, but yeah, so I hope uh, you guys learned something from this. I wanted to, again, just do that deeper dive, break down those numbers because I think it just, it, it just sheds so much light into, you know, where we are in the travel industry. And again, I'm going to keep saying this because at the end of the day, we will recover. We're not changing travel. At the end of the day, we're not having a pandemic every year. Now, it doesn't mean to say that we don't take it seriously. We absolutely take it seriously. We learn from this. We implement new things. Uh, We implement new procedures. Some of them will be short-term. A lot will be long-term. And that's okay. But at the end of the day, we will get back to travel. We we will become comfortable again uh, exploring the world, and we will still have all of those enriching experiences. It just might be a little bit different, at least in the meantime. So that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, again, I, I hope you took something away from this. And don't forget to say yes to travel. Thanks so much. Talk to you guys soon.